Watch us on YouTube. Watch us on Twitch. Watch us on both. But don't tell them we're on both. Every Thursday night at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain. Collecting every coin so you don't have to. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 601. On National Public Radio in Washington. (laughs) My name is Lucas, and today we have a very special episode for you. But first, I would love to introduce these lovely gentlemen who I have the pleasure of co-hosting with. Um, One of which is currently being attacked live on the stream by his new kitten, and I really (laughs) hope you all tune into the live stream to see stuff like this. Eugene... How you doing, bud? Other than lacerated. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing great. I've got um, claw marks, as you mentioned um, earlier just now. Yeah, this cat is in love with me, but it hurts. It hurts. Kittens hurt. Um, I miss I'm doing great, though. Go to Infendo.com if you want to. Oh, yeah. Kittens are great. I, I do like having a kitten. They're so soft and they, they smell so good. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, about Infendo stuff, go to Infendo.com. That's really the place that we want you to go. At least that's where I want you to go. So I don't know about you guys. Perfection. Perfection. I'll tell you where I want you to go after the show. All right. Well, with that, <laughs> we are ready to do the show. Justin, how you doing tonight? I thought we were already doing the show. I was going to um, skip I'm... you and just go back to the show. But <laughs> do your I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm playing with power tonight. Mm-hmm. Another reference you won't get unless yes. you're watching the live stream. Oh, everybody knows what no, if you cl- is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you click that a few more times, that, everybody will know that, what that, that is. That's that a very classic distinctive zapper sound. clink sound that it made. Yep. Um, I am doing doing well, um, better, better than I have been, certainly. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Uh, go to the Disney Park Bench. We took a little hiatus uh, on uh, in June, but we're back. We're going to be recording a new podcast tonight. And, uh, yeah, so go to thedisneyparkbench.com and follow me also on Twitter at Utilidork for my Disney stuff. And not that anybody ever asked me, but I'm doing just fine as well. That's a lie. Eugene asked me that sometimes. Um, I wrote an article for Infendo.com today that I would love for you to check out. If you have been playing the Pokemon Go Bidoof event and you um, did not get a chance to do that into completion, I have written a very handy, very useful guide all about completing the Bidoof event. I would love for you to go check that out on Infendo.com. But we are here tonight to do a podcast, and we are here tonight to talk about stuff. Specifically, gentlemen, I have tasked each one of you with talking about the digital revolution. Digital is coming, right? I feel like digital is coming. And, it's and here. It seems like Happening. it's becoming harder and harder to own games physically. And there are some positives and some negatives to that. So I would like to slough off for a few minutes here and let one of you start the discussion by talking about your feelings on that. Are you ready for this? Do you hate this? Do you wish you could go back to 1994? I, What's going on? I, I, for one, welcome our digital overlords. Um, uh, I buy almost none of my games physically like the only ones certain games that i know i'm just gonna play once and then you know you know not play again for a very long time i'll uh i'll buy physically but for the most part like i just love 
I love having them digitally. I just love being able to open up my Switch, 3DS, Wii U, whatever, and just going, okay, I want to play this today and not have to go look for it. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I, I'm of two minds here on that one because um, I, I don't know. I, I, I used to think that I wanted to go all physical all the time, even go into the Switch era, honestly, because I, I don't know. There's just something about having that tangible item, reading the instructions booklet that never exists anymore, seemingly. But like, I still miss that. You know, that was still um, something that I. Uh, that, that, that I liked. But going into the Switch era where most of the games that I'm buying either A, don't even have a, um, you know, a physical release most of the time, or B, are such a small, um, you know, download size that I just don't mind putting it on my, you know, SD card or whatever, you know, or, you know, it's not a game that I want to share with my wife. I'm usually finding myself going like 60-40 digital at this point, and when the generation started, I would say it was the opposite. Yeah, I uh, I used to tell myself that I wanted everything physical, that like the, and then I told myself that I wanted the important games physical, right? Like, you know, Splatoon 2 is coming out, or Breath of the Wild is uh. coming out. And it's like, oh, these are big games that I should definitely own a cartridge of just to, you know, to say I have it. But it's always the cartridge games that I can't find. Like, I've had Smash Bros. in my Switch for like a year and a half because I know that I'm going to lose it as soon as I, I take the cartridge out. And so I was going to yeah. say Splatoon 2 seems like the type of game you would want to have digital because you can just jump in whenever you feel like playing. You would think, but like, I don't know. There was something about like, okay, important games should be physical. And then, like, you know, minimal games can be download only. But yeah, I'm starting to realize that games that I don't own physically, I don't get to play as much. So that's kind of a, like, like the other day, I was looking at all the games on my Switch, bored out of my mind. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is a week and a half away. And um, I was I was dying for a game to play, and I saw Starlink, and I was like, oh, Starlink, that's a fun, time-wasty, don't-really-need-to-be-anywhere kind of game. Just pop, boot up Star Fox and fly through a bunch of randomly generated asteroid fields. But um, it was a physical game, and I didn't know where that game was, probably somewhere in the pile of games that I packed away. So I didn't end up playing Starlink. I ended up playing something much less <laughs> enthralling. So, yeah. So, going off on, on a tangent real quick, Big tangent. That's I, what we I highly recommend um, putting Starlink Digital Edition or Deluxe Edition in your wish list and just watching your wish list every once in a while. They have sales on it all the time, yeah, super that's cheap. True. Uh, like, I originally got it physically. And this is and this is one of those things actually like games that come with bonuses. I I I like to have physical. I got mm -hmm. Link's Awakening uh, physically because I wanted the book. I got Starlink physically because I wanted the Arwing. Um, you know, so stuff like that. Like I like the. I like having toys. You may not have noticed, but I like having. Oh, toys. really? The guy wearing a power glove right now? <laughs> like, like I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> Uh, so I I, I kind of hate it, but I agree with you, Justin, because I have somewhere in a box in upstairs a... Um, do you remember when Bioshock first came out and it, it came with the, the big can daddy? I oh, Jesus. About, I have can that. I tell you something about Bioshock? I, I, I enjoyed please. watching my roommate play Bioshock so much in college that you remember the little Mr. Bubbles doll that the the, sis, the little sisters had? Yeah. I made one of those out of like a baseball and nails and like... That's yeah, great. Yeah, I went all out, so... 
And Bioshock, by the way, is yeah, one no, of the I, games I, that I have on Switch physically because, again, it's one of those games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the trilogy, but you know, I knew I knew that mm-hmm. they were games that I would just play. They're what like ten to twenty hours to mm-hmm. to beat, and then yeah. I would probably never play them I again. Think it, Infinite is the yeah. longest one. Well, and yeah. we um, oh, I, I I was gonna say yeah, I've I've been holding off on picking that one up for that very it's reason. It's 20 I get bucks brand copy. new at GameStop. That's hey, that's why I got out. it. And he knows something about shopping Might at GameStop. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so oh, we, were, we were talking about um, Skyward Sword HD before the show started, which really should be a show mm-hmm. in and of itself, because, you know, like, that's what we do. But um, we all kind of said that we all want it physically for the kind of the reason Justin was hinting at, right? We're going to put, like, 20 hours into the game, and then it's going to be done, and then we're going to put it away for a year or two, and then we're going to play it again. So, like, you don't want that eating up space on your Switch. And that's kind of, like, where I am. Like, my... I don't have my Switch on me, which I guess makes me either a good or a bad podcaster, depending <laughs> on your point of view. But, um... Mine's around here somewhere. But I have, like, maxed out the memory card in that thing. I think I have like so. <laughs> 60 gigs on the Switch, if that sounds right. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating. And then like another like 200 gigs on the memory card. And it's always full, and I'm always deleting games to make room for new games. So, like... so yeah, like, and I don't know whether uh, Steve and I talked about this, because I know I wasn't here um, last week for his farewell, but I know Steve and I are part of the... Uh, part of the terabyte club um mm. we both have a one terabyte uh micro sd card for our switches and mine's about two-thirds full um and yeah it's like i don't know where where to go from here like once that's filled i'm gonna have to go back to archiving again you can't have to clean get, out the fridge yeah you can't get bigger than that and and you don't want to because that was already a hundred bucks but um but yeah like Um, that's one of the big problems with the digital is having the storage and the problem the the other problem with that is um, high capacity micro SDs are not cheap they're coming down Uh, 256 gigabyte I think is about 30 bucks so that's actually pretty reasonable 30 to 40 bucks Uh, 512 is somewhere in the range of like 50 or 60 so for about the price of a new game you can store probably most if not all of your library but yeah like they're not they're not cheap um and you know we were uh we were discussing in our in our uh in our infendo crew discord i was looking into possibly getting a ps vita because you know there are a few things that i want to do with Mm -hmm. it and but the problem with those is good old sony nice proprietary memory card and mm. they only made them up to a certain size and they were just outrageously expensive and because they don't make them anymore and they never licensed Dude. third parties to make them and nobody has figured out how to make and a micro sd adapter Unless you hack All right, it. Dude, let, I um, don't know if you saw... I, I was going to say, yeah. hack it. That's your answer. Which okay. is probably <laughs> what I would end up doing with the Vita anyway. So I, like, have a P, I have a PlayStation TV. So let I'll me tangent off your tangent that's also a tangent and say... Um, <laughs> We're still talking digital <laughs> and physical. It, when, it works. When I was trying to get the right battery for my PSP, I even found the right model of PSP that I had. 
but it was still the wrong size battery because it was a third-party battery because Sony doesn't sell the batteries for a, an outdated yeah. system anymore. So what I had to do, and thank you, Corey, my my lifelong friend, compatriot, and tech guru, um, I, I cut a little piece of foam off of like something that I had like pins stuck to for like Pokemon badges. And I stuck the foam in, and it. it cemented the battery in place and i have like a battery and some wow yeah but that's how i had to get the psp up and running so like wow yeah yeah no i i i feel you man my original p this is not a sony podcast but a psa for anybody who might have a psp in a drawer go take the damn battery out of it because those things are expanding right now Mm -hmm. yeah um i i i did that with mine um i mean my battery probably doesn't hold a charge anymore anyway so it would have to run off the wall anyway no 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 i'll I'll tell you setting up yeah that's not the it's the battery itself yeah it's the like the chemicals in the battery right it's bad yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah it, it's out. just a constantly expanding, and it might explode. I don't know if it'll explode, but it might explode. Um, go I take will your do battery that tonight because so I've got one of your system. I'll do that tonight because I've got one of the white Darth Vader ones, and uh, and I've oh, already yeah. had, I've already had to replace cool. that once, and and I'll never find another one. <laughs> All right. So I have a. Um... But yeah, I was doing that on. Sorry, I keep talking. One, go one last thought. I was doing that hey, online. Hey, you have to edit my it. battery at, out. <laughs> I took my battery out of my system, but then I thought to myself, well, self, maybe um, you actually want to boot this thing up again and see what was going on. And this was like a couple of weeks ago when we were cleaning house a little bit. Man, I I forgot how awesome the PSP was for an emulation um, system. I, I had everything on that stupid thing. <laughs> so I booted up like Illusion of Gaia from like a save what 15 years ago it was way nostalgia you could do like a whole series on that on like youtube or twitch or something where you just boot up like old copies of games and see where you left off right never hacked my (laughs) psp i've never hacked mine but i've also only owned it for like three months um so moving back to kind of the topic (laughs) at hand here um (laughs) we we can sit we can segue because why do you hack Video game systems, so you can play your games games digitally. digitally. I really do want to hack Smash Bros. I've seen some really cool mods for that. Um, But anyway, no, what I wanted to talk about was kind of the last frontier of, like, digital gaming, or at least, like, the next frontier that seems to be a thing that's kind of sort of a thing, which is the whole, um, and help me out here, Eugene, because I don't know if I totally even understand the the terminology here, but um, these games that you don't really download the game at all, you kind of play the game from a server, and they've done it with um, Fantasy oh, yeah. Star Online. Mm-hmm. They're Control doing it with the new Marvel one, one the Captain, yep. the Star Lord one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the terminology? It's like cloud. It's cloud basically based, like. Yeah. So it's like a, like a cloud um, streaming game. So it's basic. I don't know what the terminology is, but I know like uh, Xbox calls it theirs X Cloud. Mm-hmm. PlayStation calls theirs PlayStation now. You know, it's it's that basic thing. Well, it, there used to be a service out there called Gaikai that did the same thing, well, you know? So, like, yeah. And that's kind of like, I feel like that's the next step, right? Like, right now, we're downloading all of our stuff onto onto systems. And soon, it's, it's probably going to go the way of streaming, kind of like everything else has. But you know how I am with that. Like, you know my opinions on, on not owning your stuff. And I just, I hate it. But... I don't know. I mean, if there's no other option, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna partake. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it a game changer for you? Does it matter at all? Is it just the next inevitable step in evolution? Like, what's going on? I, 
I haven't. I have to say that I um, am. I'm very curious about this because I for, the first experience for me was um, with the Assassin's Creed test before what's the Google service called? That's the same. The Stadia before oh, Stadia. It was like the Stadia, Stadia testing thing. They they gave away Assassin's Creed for a while um, to stream on a browser, and I was. So imp- it was incredible, and you know, after after that, they gave everybody that for free who tested that out. So you know, I still occasionally go in and play that on a browser, and then ever since then, yeah, I've been very curious about that because it's a way to, um, like, on my phone, say, since I'm a uh, Xbox subscriber and I have whatever the top tier service is because I'm crazy, um, I can stream Xbox games on my phone, right? So like any of the games that I have that are part of What's whatever that surface is called? I can you know a lot of them I can stream to my Games phone, Pass. which is really cool. You know, I uh, I did that one. Games Pass, yes. I did that one night. Um, I was playing uh, Far Cry on my on my phone. Um, it's great as long mm-hmm. as you can keep a stable connection between the that's the so that's system and the phone. That's definitely a crux. And then there's there's a there's a whole other side of it. Maybe this is completely irrational and whatnot, but like. For me, like the thought of like, like say that all games go go streaming, right? So you're not really paying to have the game installed on your system. You're basically paying to have your save uploaded to like a cloud server, right? Now there's something weird about that to me with a game like Breath of the Wild where you've put like 400 hours into Mm -hmm. it and you're playing this game and then something happens to you and you either have to cancel the service or something happens to the servers and you don't you don't physically have that memory anywhere you know and i know it's stupid i know it's irrational i know it's probably more secure in the cloud than it is in your system which can get like pepsi spilled on it at 3 a.m but like i don't know there's just something about the idea of putting all that time into a game that you don't have like physically in front of you you know that that bothers me a little bit yeah so I've, I've got two thoughts on that. I, I would say that, yes, that definitely sucks because it happened to me where I was playing a game on um, Game Pass and then, you know, it went off of Game Pass the next month, you know? So I had the option of either not playing that game anymore or, or purchasing it, it yeah. or option three, which I did, was beat the game the last night before it went off the service. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then just kind of man call. Um, but no, yeah, no. Man call is not what I'm thinking of. But yeah, kind of wipe it from existence, as it were, and yeah exactly exactly Mandala. but yeah no Mandala, i um yes. I, I i i think i can i i i don't know i i, I think i i would be okay with it if it was like a, a service like what game pass is building up in yeah. where it's basically a netflix for games you know yeah i wouldn't like it if i had to pay 60 dollars for a game to you know license the rights to stream it and then you know which we know years down the line when the servers don't exist i won't be able to stream it anymore you know that's we know not okay that the, with me. we know the first company that's going to do that is going to be ea right we all know that that's what's coming cuz sure. like <laughs> i mean even just playing their games now is basically you signing like an 80 page warranty that like you won't oh my god their games. the first time i booted up a knockout mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> i'm like that dodgeball uh, game. I'm like, oh my god, I have to scroll through this whole thing. It's really depressing. Yeah. So anyway, interesting, you know, interesting ideas. 
I, I hope it's not the default, but I, I'm glad that it's an option. Yeah, that's kind of kind of where I am. I'm just kind of hoping I can always go to a game store and buy a copy of a game, you know, but or at least download it, if not that. You know, if GameStop ever goes out of business, sure. at least let me, like, download the game myself. But we'll see. Right. Totally. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break and reassess our digital lives. We will be back on the tail end of it with stories about the wonderful games we've been playing. See you soon. Go to Infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us questions. Rock and roll! Welcome back to Infendo Radio. Um, we are here to talk about the games that we've been playing, and I think um, nobody wants to do that more than Justin. So, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about the games that you've been playing? Sure. Um, I thought I had something exciting to talk about. Oh yeah, well I've, I've, I've bought a few games um, and pulled out a few old games. So um, yeah, I've got Mario Golf. Um, I knew I was going to get Mario Golf. I've always loved Mario Golf. I was very sad there wasn't one for the Wii. Um, um, I was disappointed in the one well, there wasn't on the a Mario Golf 3DS. for the Wii, was there? That's crazy. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't one on there wasn't one on the Wii. Um, they didn't even <laughs> like remaster like because you know <laughs> they remastered the what? Mario Tennis for the Wii with motion controls. Mm-hmm. But um, for some reason they didn't do it with Mario Golf. Um, they, they didn't re-release the GameCube one. So yeah, this is the first new console one in a long time. <laughs> um, and I'm liking it. Uh, I talked a little bit about it when we were discussing E3, but I kind of like the new way they do the uh, power bar where the bar goes up mm-hmm. and you stop it and then another bar goes up. And if you stop it on the same point as the last one, you get the nice shot bonus. It doesn't have to be full power every time. So that's nice. I have a question. But I don't the know if answer is enough. 42. I don't know if you've played enough to answer it. <laughs> Probably um, not. One of the things I really liked about the Mario Golf and tennis games on the N64 and the GameCube were they had all these, like, fun challenge modes that you could do, like, you know, the ring shot and, like, that kind of stuff. There was one in Mario oh, yeah. Golf Toadstool Tour where you went and, like, you shot coins and you tried to collect as many coins as you could get by the, like, the end of the level and stuff. And there were all these cool, hard-to-unlock unlockables that were tied into those challenges, like Shadow Mario from Mario Sunshine in, in Mario Golf and stuff. Um, I know the unlockables apparently happen really quick because I'm in Steve's Discord and I watched him play the game for a full week. But, um... Like, are there any of those, like, challenge modes? Like, is ring shot a thing? Is is there Are there bonus things? Or is it all kind of been converted into, like, multiplayer modes? Like, the, the rushing mode and the battle mode and that kind of stuff? So, the answer is... Uh, because you haven't played enough. <laughs> <of them. laughs> and I feel bad for making you go through all that. Only That's to okay. Get, I, still got to, I still got to make a statement, if nothing well, right. else. Um, I, do remember, like, <laughs> I do remember, like, the ring shot one in the N64 was always yeah. good fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, honestly, I've only played, like, vanilla golf and a little bit of the story mode. So, um, so I haven't even done the uh, whatever the rush mode is yet. I haven't even tried that yet because... I'm just having fun with vanilla Mario Golf. Yeah. Um, it's a nice relaxing thing to play when I'm laying in bed waiting to fall asleep. Does it feel like Mario Golf? Does it feel like playing Mario Golf on the yeah. 
Okay, that's good. Yeah, it def definitely feels like a refined, uh, you know, like console 3D Mario Golf. Um, I know, like, the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance ones um, were a little bit... Because, you know, they had 2D graphics, so the... Um, the courses weren't quite as elaborate, and yeah. the, it was easier to putt and measure because you know you had limited pixels and, and physics. Yeah. Um, but no, obviously, since this is a full 3D console system, you're getting the full 3D console experience. So you know, putting requires a certain amount of finesse. It's not as difficult as it was in some of the earlier games, so I'm kind of appreciative of that. Cool. But um, yeah, I mean, it really, like, it feels, it like, Mario feels like Mario still feels like Okay, that's good, because Mario Tennis was close, but it didn't quite hit the mark for me, you know? There, there were things about it that I really liked, but it was, like, just short. There was no, like, like, Mario Tennis, the thing I always liked so much was, like, the tournament mode, and how, like, you, you got a trophy at the end, and, like, each character could get the trophy, and they had the animations and stuff. That was never a thing in Mario Golf, but, like, I was really kind of disappointed that they kind of watered down the whole, like, tournament experience in tennis and stuff, so... Glad to hear Mario Golf sounds better. Yeah, and the story mode is definitely better in uh, Mario Golf because you've got good. a full 3D world to explore. I mean, we're not like Breath of the Wild here, but, you know, you've got your little campus area and you walk around and you talk to NPCs and your character's fully rendered and you can play as a me. So, you know, that's always nice. I'm really glad Nintendo's bringing Miis back. I hope we see more of those. Oh, Um can I, can I make an offhand prediction on a tangent, on a tangent, on a tangent, on a tangent here? Predictions were supposed to be a month ago. You're a little yeah, late. but I'm predicting it anyway. I'm predicting <laughs> that the reason that we're getting a six Smash Bros. character is because we are going to get a new Me Fighter character that's going to utilize the same tech as Miitopia, and you're going to be able to import your Miis from Miitopia into Smash Bros. I think that's who the <laughs> six Fighter is, so... I just wanted to make that known because I've been like having fever dreams about that for the last few days. And... I am already disappointed. Yeah, well, here you go. <laughs> I do love the Mii Fighters in Smash, but um, as as I showed on Twitter recently, I haven't been playing a lot of Smash. The last time I booted up Smash, it very excitedly told me that uh, Pyra and some other chick were now available. You heard I don't it know, here first, folks. Something, Pyra and something. Some other chick. Some 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 Japanese thing I don't know it was some, something weeby but um uh, so I had to um re-update Smash in order to get who's the new character I forgot who the new character is Rio Hayabusa I don't know the dude the Tekken yeah yeah the guy from Tekken so I haven't had a chance to play as him cool um, because mostly what I've been playing on my Switch has been Mario Golf and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Um, which, damn, I'm rusty. <laughs> like, I, I remember, like, pulling off some real sick combos and just, and just like, really racking up the points and, and all that. And, and I went in and played it when I first got it and I don't I don't think I can think I totaled a few hundred points I might have landed a couple of tricks but now I'm pulling off 900s and grinds and manuals and stuff so I'm getting back into the swing of things but uh, it is great to be back in in Tony Hawk land and listening to that good old 90s 
indie punk soundtrack and I would sure. I would like to try that game and see if I could experience like unearned nostalgia from it because I never really played Tony Hawk. I think I played like one or two rounds at a friend's house at like a sleepover in like middle school and that was like my entire oh, experience. I would think so. that would be a game that you'd be all about. I actually. feel like I feel like I really thought it was cool as a little kid, but like, you they know, were good games. Ki- yeah, they were always good games. When you're a kid, you kind of just get what you can get, you know, and it's like, oh, I might get like totally. one really good game for Christmas. So Tony Hawk just never really came up, but yeah. Yeah, I'd love to try it. Yeah, so I had Tony Hawk uh, one on the on the PlayStation. Um, two, I think I got on Dreamcast, actually. 64? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, and Changing then, uh, the system, I see. And then I got the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 for the Xbox when, when they did that. Or, or 2X. It was Tony Hawk 2X. And then Tony Hawk 3 on the GameCube, I think, was the last new Tony Hawk game I played. I, they, they remastered the original like five ten years ago when i got that and barely played it but like the last time i spent any real time with tony hawk was tony hawk 3 on the gamecube so i'm I'm really rusty the last time i spent any real time with tony hawk was at xcon we hung out (laughs) um but um aside from that um i have been playing a lot of uh um well let me let me tell you a little story i uh found my game boy advance and so I rummaged through my cartridges, and I pulled out a classic Game Boy Advance game that everybody knows That's and loves and wants to play. That's why you were talking about Game Boy Advance before the show. That's right, Game & Watch Gallery 4. There it is. That sounds like Justin. <laughs> I used to see those advertised in Nintendo Power, and it was always like, I almost want this. I almost want this. You know, if you want I, any of them. I never got into those. If you want any yeah, of them, get those. Game & Watch Gallery 4, because it's pretty much a compilation of all of them. Aren't there kind of, like, cool unlockables when you hit, like, high scores? Like, don't you unlock, yeah. like, Mario versions or something? Or, well, no, you... So each game comes with a classic recreation of, you know, the old LCD version, and then a Mario-fied um, remix of it in both, like, easy and hard mode, or one-player and two-player mode, or whatever the options are for the, for the particular game. And then as you get more and more high scores and earn more and more stars, you unlock more games. And apparently, if you un- if you get all the stars on all of the games, you unlock the Zelda dual screen game. So, um, I will never ever be able to accomplish that. I need to find myself like a game shark or something. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know. Just for some reason, like I'm like I really want to play some game and watch games. So I dug out my Game Boy Micro, which still holds a charge, by the way. Um, and it's the little Famicom I, one. Question, maybe one that you may not have the answer to, but do Game Boy Advance cartridges, if they have a save, do they have a battery? I believe they do have a battery. I, y- yeah, I think, I th- yeah, I think Game Boy Advance still used batteries. Obviously, by the time they got the DS, it was Flash, but... Um, so how how far are we away from everybody's well, old Game Boy Pokemon, Advance saves getting wiped? Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon, the Pokemon Gold and Silver just went out like 
five or six years ago, I feel like. That was when those started to apocalypse. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. That I remember working in a game store really? like, like ten years ago, and we used to have to check and make sure that... Mm. So... We, make sure that the battery was still held to charge, otherwise we wouldn't take the games. So I'm convinced that my game's batteries run on childhood amazement and wonder, because none of my none of my <laughs> games, including my old Game Boy games, have ever lost a save. Alright, so here's the thing. Actually holding the save takes, like, almost no juice at all. Um, Storing and a the... new save? Well, no, no... Uh, the reason the Pokemon games had a had a problem holding uh, the battery life is the because clock. they had the clock that was constantly running even when you weren't playing it. So the battery would die like a like a watch battery would die. Interesting. Because it is a watch battery. But um, yeah, as far as just I feel like, like we're on all a freaking the, Bill Nye segment or something. <laughs> all the battery has <laughs> the to battery would die. Is, kind of like a watch battery. <laughs> Uh, all, all the battery save has to do is provide enough power to the cartridge for the RAM to not empty. And apparently that's just like the bare minimum amount of energy. So, you know, they can hold for a really long time. But, you know, they'll all crap out eventually. So everything dies. Okay, interesting. Which is why we need emulation. So yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I was going to start playing. There's uh, your show title, Eugene. Everything dies. <laughs> I was going to start playing Samus Returns. I've been having I some mean, trouble okay. with my with my 3DS. So hopefully, it's not broken permanently because you know they cost a vital organ to replace nowadays. But uh, but yeah, hopefully For I'll be uh, playing playing some Samus Returns by next week. You want to dive in? Uh, sure. Um, I, I, w with the organs that I'll be replacing to yeah, my yeah. Video game tell, us, tell us about your they... kidneys. Okay. Well, I've got two right now. I think. Or you can tell um, us about the games so, you play. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I've been playing the same old stuff, guys. Um, but. But I did boot up um, Smash. Um, I was wait. I always wait uh, for this. Ultimate. I think you're my favorite part about a new character getting released because I don't give a crap about <laughs> Hideki Tobayachi. But I really want to hear what you think about the character because <laughs> I don't know. I just I really enjoy hearing this. Yeah, um, boy, I feel like I have to take a college course to learn this character. Mm. Have you guys seen this guy's moveset? I haven't watched any of the videos for Buddha. I'm so disinterested. I haven't even played. You know, I almost popped in I'm uh, not... Tekken 3D into my 3DS just to brush up on, on my Tekken I'm not, uh, moves. I'm not mad about this character. I think the only character I was genuinely upset about was Steve. And I'm sorry, Steve. I know you're listening right now. But, but I think Steve was the only character I was genuinely upset about. I just, I am at a flat zero for this one. It just feels like wasted space to me. But go on. So um, I just put a link in, uh, in the chat there. And I'm also um, putting up this if you're watching the live show. Woo! This guy's got some moves. Um, I will say I was not very excited for this character either. I Because I don't, I'm not, you know. 
I don't really care about Tekken. That's not really my thing. But my wife, Heather, she was like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, the Tekken guy. And I was like, what? Yeah, no, because, you know, she, she plays Tekken. She knows she would beat me in Tekken if I um, bought Tekken played right Tekken. now and played Tekken. She's actually good at Tekken. So, yeah, she was, you know, so I think this character is actually for some people. It's just not oh, yeah. our, just you know. not for us. It's just not I mean, us, I like anyways. Tekken, and, yeah. and I was fully expecting a Tekken character at some point because... You know, Namco co-developed the game, so. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I'm neither but, um, disappointed nor excited about this. But sure, I I am excited to learn a new character because, like Lucas said, that's kind of my maybe my favorite part about Smash is just kind of learning the new character and the new intricacies of the character. This character feels. Do you remember when Ryu showed up and it was like, wow, like this actually Straight feels like I'm Street playing Fighter. a fighting game because it's like there's. Yeah, this is even more so that I feel because there I, I'm counting upwards of 20 mo um, button moves that you can use for this guy. You know, like there's like quarter circle egg, you know, like all that kind of stuff. You know, all the usual fighting game stuff. And I have to say, I have not gotten anywhere near competent. <laughs> I feel because I, you know, I I had the move list open like on a tablet or whatever on the side, and I was kind of playing. And, and I always do the same thing. I'll I'll play the uh, the classic mode with the new character, and you know, get the little star on the on my roster so I can, you know, feel fancy about that. Mm -hmm. And um, after doing that, then I will, you know, play a couple of rounds online. Usually after playing through the classic mode, I feel pretty competent with the character. I feel like I know, you know, for the most part, how the moveset is, um, how each character's movesets are. But not with not with this Kaiusa guy. Like, it, it is nuts. There's moves that can only be executed in the air. There's moves that can only be executed while crouching. There's moves that can only be executed, you know, while in a certain state. So what uh, I'm hearing is it's it, the exact it's, opposite it's of what Justin's always asking for. I was, I was gonna <laughs> say, I really hope that the last Smash character is something like N64 Simple. Like a I looked at that character, that would be great. Yeah, like I I looked at that moves list and that's ridiculous. Like that's like it's crazy. That is a it, genuine fighting game moves list right yeah. there, and <laughs> that's not what me, I come to Smash for. It kind of makes me wonder what like a Ryu right. versus Terry versus this dude like match would play like. You know. Well, now you can find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ryu, Terry. Kazuya and Mario, yeah, the four fighting game champions. I mean, you could throw Ken in there, but he's just a clone. I'm sorry, Echo Fighter. So you know, he is not a clone. He is a friend. He and Ryu trained under the same master. <laughs> uh, well, have you been playing anything else, Eugene? Have you been playing anything else? When you're well, I, sorry, I was go? muted. <laughs> I um, I I. I'm not quite done talking well, about Smash going. yet. I, I want to talk a little bit about this character. I, the one thing I do really like about this character, for some reason, it there's a few characters that play this way. Like you know how when you play push like back, you your character turns the other direction and you know runs the opposite yeah. direction. Well, this character, like Ryu, will stay facing like a fighting game character, yep. like the character. So it it's it's an interesting dynamic how that works um, in the game, you know? So, like, uh, I don't know. I, it's it's very 
it, it brings a lot to to the game because you can do a lot of things with that. So I don't know, it's interesting. But other than Smash, I know nobody wants to hear about stupid move sets any longer because yeah, I, I man, I, that was a whole thing. I am looking forward to hearing Just you talk about, about how uh, how good you get at the game with him though. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I, I, gonna I have to try stick playing with it. it tonight. I definitely want to stick with it because I I do enjoy. Um, you know, learning the new character. Jeez Louise, it's just, it's a whole thing. And then, and then there's things that you can only, moves that you can only execute while you're in rage mode. Like, guys, it's a <laughs> Anyways, ah. Pokemon Snap is, um, is the other game that I've been playing a lot of, putting a lot of time into. It's really good. I'm almost sad. I know that I'm coming towards the end. I, I feel it. I, I, I the, the game is hinting towards it, you know, like where you can kind of see the end coming. And I'm getting there, and I am real sad about it, actually, because it's been my, you know, my go-to game every evening for about an hour, half hour at a time before bed, you know? It's like that so game cool. that for me, and it's it's been very relaxing in that. So, yeah, very much enjoying that. Yeah, I saw a uh, that's, picture. Yeah, that's really it. I saw a picture Steve retweeted of somebody who took a photo of a Gengar, like, coming out of a black void. Man, it just looks good. I'm really looking forward to playing that game. It, it's it's very very fun. Yeah, I I am very much enjoying my time with that one. Well done to the crew over at Nintendo for putting that one together. Cause they, I I actually went back and played the original Pokemon Snap, um, just to kind of you know do it. Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah. Um, I I thought that it was a lot. You know, a a good remake or a good uh, redo of a game. It makes you feel like you're playing the original game, right? Like, and then yeah. when I went back and played the original, I was like, "Oh no, I'm I'm seeing all of the hard yeah. edges on the yeah. 64 game," you know? You said the new one, you can actually like go to the different areas at different times of day, right? Like, there's a daytime and a nighttime one. Mm -hmm. I love that in games because mm -hmm. I love to like do nighttime stuff at night, right? And like daytime. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's really awesome, and then obviously you see different Pokemon during depending on the time of day that you go. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much because I know that you want to get into the game, but yeah, there, there's different events that you can do, very like the original Pokemon Snap, yeah. right? Different events that you can do to make the entire uh, run of Pokemon um, change the next time you go to that same um, area. So it's it's cool. Two months, I'm gonna play so much of this game. I completely forgot that this game <laughs> came out, and you're making me want it again. And I've managed to it's successfully fun. avoid I love it. buying it. But... Just get it instead of a second power glove. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? But uh, yeah, other than that, Pokemon Go. I mean, it's Pokemon Go. I I want to say one thing about Pokemon Go, though. I Niantic, please hear my plea. Please do not take away the pandemic um, enhancements because here, here. that's going to suck. Yeah. It's going to really suck. Well, it's definitely going to make me play less, you know. Um, I will I will start off with Pokemon Go then because I played Pokemon Go today. I have not been playing Pokemon Go. But today I woke up, I clocked into work, I started doing my thing, and then I was like, I want to look at Pokemon Go. I want to see what's going on in that game. And I just happened to log in on Bidoof Day. <laughs> Um, yeah. So day. I, uh, I did. It was, I did. It was cool. I did the Bidoof cool event. event. <laughs> that was fun. Um, they really leaned into the fact that Bidoof is not a popular Pokemon. 
Um, and I got a shiny Bidoof during the event. So that was really cool. I, I got my first shiny Pokemon from one of the like research reward challenges, which I never get shinies in. Oh, like yeah. I did like catch five Bidoof and then I did the thing and it was like, oh, there's a golden Bidoof just hanging out. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. That's I did amazing. a raid with Heather. We uh, we did like a five star Bidoof together. Heard about that, was that. Really cool. I invited you too, but it was like, you know, I think you were still in mid meeting mode or whatever. So what you gonna do? But yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, it was a cool uh, cool day. I enjoyed it, and it made me kind of want to go back to Pokemon Go a little bit more frequently. See, the thing is, I just moved this week, so I'm actually like for those of you watching the live stream, I'm in a new house. Um, actually, an old house. I've been here before, but um, lighting's all different and everything. And there's only one gym next to my house now. So I don't have access to like the five raid opportunities like every hour that I used to have back at the other place. So, you know, that's going to be a challenge. I'm going to be doing significantly less raiding unless other people invite me. <laughs> but yeah, no, still looks still a good game. I hope <laughs> it stays that way. Um, the other game yeah. I really wanted to talk about, and I really wanted to talk about this because this is, I think, the only monster catching game that I like more than the Pokemon series. And the sequel is coming out. And I downloaded the demo and I already pre-ordered it. Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, a lot of people didn't like Monster Hunter Stories. It's got a weird mechanic where you choose like a rock, paper, scissors, like attack patterns. So you do like power attacks or technical attacks or speed attacks. But like I'm remembering like as I'm playing it, kind of like you were saying about Pokemon Snap. Like, everything that I played in, in the sequel reminded me of why I liked the first game so much, right? I really like sure. the battle system because your monsters, you have to kind of know your monsters and know the monsters you're fighting. Um, certain monsters are more prone to use technical attacks or power attacks or speed attacks, and then you can kind of coach the monster to use the type of attack that you want him to use. But, like, if you manage to pull off a successful attack with your monster, um, where you both do the same type, you do like a head-to-head -head and you do extra damage. There are there are moments where you can build up oh, like your relationship with them during the battle and then ride the monster and then do like a special attack and, and scale that up to level two and level three. And it's just there's so much to it. I'm really enjoying it. And um, in the demo, you get a computer partner who's like your first partner in the game, so she's mm -hmm. with you like the whole time. Um, but I guess you can actually play with other real people in real life, so I'm really excited to try this. I know oh. Steve is going for day So, one, like, you so. can basically swap out your... Go out together. With like a, that's yeah, and, cool. And go that's hunting cool. for rare eggs and stuff. So, um, the only monster worth getting, in my opinion, in the demo was Puke Puke. I still don't know how to pronounce that. He's a little poison dragon dude with, like... Uh, uh, tie-dye tail and bright feathers and everything. He was one that when me and Steve were playing that night when we first got the game, I like cracked up laughing because he looked like something out of like a children's like fever dream. Um, so he's one of my <laughs> favorites from the new generation. So I managed to get like a really good version of him with like almost all of his like slots unlocked for like leveling up and stuff. So I named him Fruit Loop and he's going to be a main stay on my team. But I am just so excited for this game, guys. And it comes out... I, I love that the... Days. The transfer, the yep. save transfers, right? Yeah. So that's the, that's so yeah. cool. Um, and there's like five hours worth of content in the demo, which, you know, is really awesome. I pre-ordered it like the day it got announced. Like I knew I wanted this game, but just playing the demo, like nothing has changed, you know? And, and much like Pokemon Snap, you can choose to go out to the field during the day or during the night time. So like at night when I'm playing the game in bed, I like to go out at night because it's like dark in the game. It's, you know, just... All that nerdy stuff. But yeah, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to having more to do because I've already like 
maxed my levels and everything. I'm just waiting for, you know, the game to release. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, other than that, my dad got a Switch for Father's Day, so I've been watching him play F-Zero, which has been really cool. And we just started a Super Metroid save together, like, today, so that's been a thing. Um, How do you play Super Metroid together? You pass the controller and the other person plays it. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the old ways? Back before the before <laughs> four time. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And yeah, so, I, you know. I, 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 I never, I could never share my one-player games. Either, either my friend watched me it's, play it, or I watched him play see, it. See, that's the thing. It's easy. Either you die. It, what's it? It's wit, lose. Uh, you beat the level and you pass it, or you die and you pass it. That's always. So that's how we would do Grand the Theft Auto, but not anything like. Uh, yeah, Let me tell you a little right. story about a time me and my neighborhood friends played Mario RPG, and we each assigned ourselves a character, and we each chose the attacks <laughs> for that character. That's how we played games. That's great. Yeah, That's man, it was great. either that or it was Kirby Air Ride or Billy Hatcher, where we like divvy up the field into like thirds and be like, anytime anybody crossed over into the territory, they were like free game to get murdered, and it always ended in a fight, you know. But yeah, so sure. uh, so those have been games that I've been watching slash playing, and those are nice. You know, I'll be sitting here working, and Dad will boot up F Zero and try to you know get back into the group because it's been like twenty years since he's played F Zero. So, and then you hear yeah, yeah, I've been hearing been hearing a lot of dead ends, but he's getting progressively better as he's going on too. Like he's re-remembering all the courses and stuff, and it's cool to watch. I showed him how to do like the the rewind feature, so now when he like goes off course and blows up, he can just back out and stuff like that. So. I forgot that that's a. Th- I always forget I, that's I did a thing. That's such too, a good. It, it's such a good feature to have for those old retro games because let's be honest, like a lot of them were built to be hard and. Well, mean, like that's what we're that's you know, what we're like experiencing in the Super Metroid too, you know, because it's like okay, we could slug back like you know ten minutes to the nearest save station, or we could just hit ZLZR and create a save point right where we are and pick up the next ten. The, yeah. the only real issue with that, like, mm-hmm. where it doesn't work quite so well for Metroid is because Metroid involves so much exploration and backtracking mm. that, you, like, you could end up spending, you know, a half hour going in the wrong direction, and you can't rewind a half hour, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a thing. But it's good for those quick, cheap deaths, you know? Right. Um, other yeah. than that, the only other game I've been playing is Path of Exile. And much like Eugene, I won't bore you with that because what am I going to say? Other than that, the new season end, the the last season ends in like two weeks. So we're viciously trying to grind through that and get all the achievements before those go away and the new season starts. So that's a thing. And I'm sure I'll be talking all about that game again once the new season's up. But really, that's kind of it, guys. So uh, yeah, I guess with that, I will say it's time for us to get out of here and go our separate ways. Wait, I I want you to ask me, um, we don't have a question block here, but I've been, this has been sitting on my, this, this has been sitting on my desk for um, like four weeks now. I want to tell a story if you'll let me. I would like to ask you a question and I don't know (laughs) what that question is. So guide me through it really quickly here. Story all about how my life got Really, I just want you to ask me if I want to tell a tale do of my time. Do you want to tell GameStop? a tale of your time at GameStop, Eugene? Because it looks like you do. Yes, I. It, yes, I, I, I very much do. We're we gonna have to bleep so out GameStop. So I, um, 
there no, was I think a there's no chance time they're going to sponsor at, us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time at GameStop where um, I was sued um, because somebody purchased a um, an Xbox fan, you know, that goes on the back of the Xbox, mm. and apparently that caught on fire and um, like caught the person's yeah, living room. Not good. Um, and they sued you. Yeah, no. Uh huh. You personally. Yeah. Uh huh. Look. So. That so, makes perfect um, sense. It, it, oh my god, you still I'm have not it. Share all of this. <laughs> I do, yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's even got my name on it and everything. At at this at this point, it seems clear that Eugene sold a faulty fan to Mrs. Wayman. Um, so yeah, I that was Is her fun. first name Karen. I, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I'm probably gonna have to block out a lot of that stuff on the video, <laughs> after video stream, but um. Yeah, no. The funniest part about it was that this gentleman, um, he comes up this to the, to the front of my register, <laughs> and he literally, um, this is before I was served my lawsuit, um, he literally gets up on top of the counter and sits down on the counter so that nobody else can purchase anything else. So we had to call security and uh, have him uh, escorted was out of the Was this the customer the or like but, uh, the lawyer? The customer, and then the lawyer came and served me this. So, yeah. Wow, I'm guessing you got sued, lost everything, and had to start anew with a new identity. No, we. I I I, I called my district manager, and we gave him two free Xboxes, and he was happy. That seems fair. That seems like a. Yeah. So the moral of the story, guys, is um, if you want free Xboxes, just threaten to sue a GameStop. <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, oh boy. Yeah, a whole other. I don't do, customer service is a whole thing. I'm glad I'm out of it. Actually, mm -hmm. I guess I'm not really out of it. But yeah, you're uh, still kind oh of in the God. trenches. But that's a story for yeah. not on the air. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Thank you, Eugene, for sharing your delightful tale of employment at a specific game retail location. Um, <laughs> that may or may not remain nameless in the published show <laughs> we will be back next week with more of this but hopefully more organized than this um until then guys we will see you have a wonderful day week month life bye bye adios now you're playing with power superpower are you listening to us in audio form watch us live every thursday night on twitch and youtube at 7 30 now